so there are a couple of things that I really dislike. Number one is looking at myself on camera. I hate watching myself preach and, and seeing what I look like. The second thing is preaching to an iPhone. It is absolutely one of the hardest things I think to do. So uh, I am grateful that you are willing to go through this with me as it is totally outside of my comfort zone. But uh, right now, I think we're all living outside of our comfort zone, right? We're all doing things in totally new ways. All of our uh, our school pathways, kids are learning online and, and parents are having to be teachers and coaches along with our educational personnel. And then pretty much, I believe everybody's job in some way, shape or form has been impacted by this and like our college students and, and just, I mean, it this just time that we find ourselves in, it is creating a new reality and we'll come out of this. I do believe we will come out of this and uh, we will do so with a new normal and a new reality. And we get to decide what that looks like for the most part. So that's what I want us to talk about today. Uh, we're all living just a little bit outside of our comfort zones and psychologists say, therapists say that when we are stressed, when we're stressed about something, we regress. We all have a best version of ourselves. Like if we're having a, a good day and the stars are in alignment and things are working out all right, you know, life is good. We are our best version of ourselves. We're kind and we're patient and we're generous and hospitable and loving. But then when we get really stressed out, we revert back to some of our negative behaviors and our negative tendencies. So that phrase, under stress, we regress. And right now, I dare say uh, most of us, if not all of us, are under just new levels and new ways of being stressed. How many times over the past uh, couple of weeks have you been to the grocery store? If you want to see society living out being stressed in its best way, I encourage you to go to the grocery store. Uh, in the middle of all this, I personally have moved homes. And so that has proven to be a challenge. And so before COVID happened and, and the rush on grocery stores, like I had given away some food or gotten rid of some stuff. And so I legitimately, legitimately, after I moved, needed to go to the grocery store. And ideally, one would make a list and then like go in the store. That's just not my personality. It's not how that rolls. And so I ended up the first week in my new home. Uh, I think I've been to the grocery store like daily. And the sad thing is I just need like one thing when it's time to go. Now, a couple of weeks ago, when all this started getting really bad and, and we were starting to hear how it was impacting people, I went to the grocery store and there was just this calm sense of peace and and we're all in it together and camaraderie and people were you know maintaining social distancing and being really kind to each other and letting us go in front of each other and and everybody I mean it really was just a beautiful glimpse of humanity being kind and it was it was actually one of the coolest experiences ever I thought wow in the checkout line at the grocery store, we see what uh, being a loving group of people is all about. Now, flash forward a couple of weeks, and uh, the other day, I went to the grocery store. I needed one thing, and the line in the store just stretched like back all the way in one of the aisles, and so I was doing what I needed to do, maintaining social distancing with my little item, and um, 
I'm waiting in line and the gentleman in front of me, I noticed that he was watching this other guy. And so he, you know, this other guy's like checking out the stuff on the end of the aisle. And, and then he was sort of, you know, scooting over like to get in the front of my line. And I could see the guy in front of me, you know, he was straightening his back and clearing his throat. You could tell that, I mean, this guy was getting ready to front us in line. I'm like, oh, this guy in front of me, he's going to take care of it. Well, um, a new checkout line opened and they called the guy in front of me over. So then it's just me and the guy that's getting ready to front me in line. And I was not my best self. And so uh, luckily I didn't have on a West UMC shirt or anything like that. But um, as he got in front of me, I said, I was, I wasn't like really ugly. I just was firm. I said, sir, uh, there's a line here and, and we're all in it. And he just looked at me and rolled his eyes and he said, well, I'm not in a hurry or anything. And luckily, you know, um, some extraneous forces clamped my lips shut so that I was unable to say anything else because I had some other things that I wanted to say in my mind. But I decided that that was not being the best version of myself. And so I just stood there quietly. And you know what? Ultimately, we all got checked out of the grocery store. Life did not stop. It was not altered. And uh, probably I could have handled that a little better. We all find ourselves in situations, whether it's right now in the middle of this COVID-19 crisis or just in our day-to-day lives, we find ourselves in situations that we could handle a little bit differently. And so I want us to look at a story from scripture. This story is actually contained in all four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But this morning, we're going to look at it from the gospel of Luke, and it gives us a beautiful picture of how when under stress, We can not regress, and it gives us a a glimpse of how we can be when we're under stressful times. Take a look at this passage of scripture with me. It's from Luke 22, 50 and 51. When those with him, and him is Jesus in this story, saw what was happening, they said, Master, shall we fight? What was happening is they were getting ready to come and arrest Jesus. So one of them, and the Gospels tell us that this was Peter, Peter took a swing at the chief priest's servant, and he cut off his right ear. Jesus then said, Let them be, even in this And then touching the servant's ear, he healed him. So picture this, the disciples have been together, the followers of Jesus, they had been together in the upper room, they had celebrated the festival of the Passover, the feast of the Passover, and then uh, Jesus told them, you know, one of you, you're, you're getting ready to betray me, I want you to go with me to the garden to pray. So they get together, they go out to the garden, Jesus gets a little frustrated with them, they were tired, it had been a long week, and they fall asleep. And uh, so Jesus is spending time in deep prayer and agony with God and questioning the days and the events that are getting ready to happen to him. And then Judas, one of Jesus' 
closest followers, one of his best friends, he has betrayed Jesus. And so all of a sudden, when they're there in the garden, the the religious leaders, the elders, and the priests, they come with the soldiers, and they arrest Jesus. Well, at this time, those who were Jesus' closest friends, they're, they're infuriated. And so Peter, who uh, has denied Jesus too, Peter jumps up, and he is going to come to the rescue of Jesus. And so he pulls his sword, he draws his sword, and he cuts off the ear, the right ear of Caiaphas, high priest, Caiaphas, the high priest, his slave and his servant. And what does Jesus do? And that question, what does Jesus do in that moment? That's the answer for each of us when we ask ourselves, what do we do in these stressful times? When under stress, we regress, what do we do? Well, I would encourage us, whether you believe in Jesus or not as the Messiah and and those kinds of things, Clearly, the way that he lived embodied a lesson that we can all embrace. In this moment, when Peter, his disciple, his friend, reaches out to try to protect him, Jesus is like, no, no, uh, there's no need for that. Even in this difficult time, there's no need for violence, and there's no need for anger. There's no need for revenge. And then Jesus heals the man who has come to take him away. Jesus embodies forgiveness. What does it mean to offer one another forgiveness? And what does it mean to offer one another healing? And what does it mean right now, especially in this time and in this season, to offer one another love? That's the lesson that we take away from this. And and that's the question that we can ask ourselves today and in the days ahead. I would love to say that, you know, we are in the middle of this and, and the, the best days are yet to come. I do believe that they are, but, I mean, we're getting ready to face 30 days of a stay-at-home order. And so our opportunities to uh, co-mingle with one another, to have community with one another, to get out and do the things that we love to do, our hobbies, our sports, our uh, concerts, all those things that we love to do, they are, they're just not going to be present in the next 30 days. So whatever emotions that we're feeling right now, uh, the negative emotions, the sense of anxiety and fear and being tired of staying at home, those are only going to get worse before they get better. So I believe that it's really important that as humanity, whether you call yourself a Christian or not, as humanity, we offer one another what Jesus offered, the guy who had actually come to arrest him and lead him to his demise and to his death and to his destruction. Jesus offered him grace. He offered him forgiveness and he offered him love. You know, probably none of us are going to be in a garden and get arrested and taken off to, you know, trials and and then uh, be put to death over the next 30 days. But there will be death to some of our dreams and death to some of our hopes and our ideas of what we would like life to be. And there are people, because of this virus, that are fighting for their lives. There are people that are really, really sick. I mean, this is a really, really serious thing. 
And so I think we can all ask that question, how can we show love and grace and forgiveness in a time such as this? How can we offer healing like Jesus offered to the one who was persecuting him? How can we offer healing and hope to one another? That will come in a variety of ways for each of us as we encounter different situations. For me, because I'm sure I'll still be going to the grocery store, it's one of the approved outings, it means that in those times and in those experiences, you know what, I really could, I shouldn't care less if somebody fronts me in line. I mean, really, that is just not a big deal. We need to look at the situations that we're in. We need to ask ourselves, how can it be less about me and less about what I need? And we can look at things from the perspective of all the people that we are coming in contact with and the people that we aren't coming in contact with. That's the whole point of the stay-at-home order, right? That uh, this virus is transmitted very easily. And so to keep the masses safe and give our healthcare professionals time to care for those who are in need, we need to slow down the spread of the virus, which means we can't go about our lives the way that we would perhaps like to. We need to respect one another and realize that we are a collective body in this together. That's one of the ways that we offer healing and we offer grace. In the New York Times this morning, they published uh, an article about how to find hope in times such as this. I was struck by this video this morning that they shared. It's the Berklee School of Music in Boston. Uh, one of their groups of people got together and recorded this song virtually. So as we end the message this morning, before I come back and do the last shoe drawing, I want you to take a look because I think this song conveys the message that we all need to hear. And we all need to live by this morning and in the days and weeks ahead. Take a look. Another meadow, this 
shine Go listen, Lord, if you want to know Gracious God, we do know that you are the God of love and the God of grace and the God of forgiveness. And it is so true, our world right now, we need to remember your love and we need to take that love. We need to let it change us and transform us so that we can be that love for one another, for those that we know and we are close to. And then, God, we need to love those that we do not know. And we need to protect them and their safety by listening to what uh, those that are far wiser and more knowledgeable about this health crisis, what they tell us to do. God, help us be mindful of being a people of love. Calm our anxieties and our fears. Take away our sense of stress. Help us to realize that it's not about us right now and that we are in this together And we are indeed bound together with love. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.